0: Talk to you. Recorded live. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God.
1: Hallelujah, God. Thank you for a new day, Lord God. Thank you for taking us through this day. Hallelujah. Oh God, we just thank and praise you for this day. We do give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. We just thank you for being God, God all by yourself, knowing that mankind couldn't do anything, oh God, as opposed to your will in this day. We know, oh God, that only God is in control of every power that is a power, every power that thinks it's a power. God has the upper hand on it. Oh God, we just give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor today for what you've done for us. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just thank and praise you tonight for the study. We thank and praise you, O oh God, for those that are tuning in tonight. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for those that desire to tune in, but for whatever reason they can't, to hear the word of God. Lord God, we just thank you for it. And we ask that, oh God, that the study be recorded and the word of God will go out in clarity in spirit and in truth, and if they desire, O oh God, to go back and hear the recordings, that, oh God, that they will find the time and the recordings will be clear and concise to their hearing. But we just thank and praise God, O oh God, for those that have tuned in, O oh God, on the line tonight. We thank and praise God for the word of God that God is going to give us tonight, in spirit and in truth. Lord, we pray that you would tune the ears of the hearers and the doers of the Word of God. O oh God, make every word, O oh God, that you allow to come out of my mouth plain. Make it, O oh God, O oh God, simple, that even, O oh God, the baby in the womb, as it hears, will be able to hear and understand and leap with joy, O oh God, the Word of God. So let this Word of God begin to leap inside of us tonight as we begin to hear, O oh God, the Word. Let the Word of God, O oh God, be Oh, God, be just what you desire. Let it be from your heart to our hearts and our minds. Let it be, oh, God, to our situations. Let it be to our understanding in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and even revelation knowledge, oh, God. Open up our eyes to see this truth. As we begin to walk in it, oh, God, let us wear it. As we begin to acknowledge it, oh, God, let us hear it and let faith increase, oh, God that we will be able to continue, oh God, from this day forward to do thy will. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you so much for the day that you've given us. We thank you for how you've brought us through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God to all the hearers and the doers of the word, amen. We thank you. This is Personal Touch International Ministries. I am Apostle Tracy Robinson. And we're here, amen, to bring you the word of God tonight, amen. And as we said in our email greeting, the word may seem elementary to you in some form, amen. But if you're struggling with your flesh, amen, and still certain areas that you, you, you're you falling down or you're being hindered or you're stumbling, amen, in your will, in your flesh, amen, and then getting back up thinking that you're in the will of God now because I finally got past that. But did you really get past that situation? Did you really let that thing go and leave it on the altar? Did you really surrender your will to the Lord so the Lord can fight that battle? Amen. These are some things we're going to be thinking about tonight and talking about. Our subject is the devil only comes. When you change partners, and when I say partners, I mean you go from the devil to the Lord because there's nothing else in between and nobody else in between. The devil can only come when you change partners and you are being delivered, not your husband, not your wife, not your children, not your pastor, (laughs) not your friend, but when you're being delivered. That's the only time that the devil can come. So that's what we're going to talk about a little tonight, and we pray that that the word of God will be simple, amen, and understanding tonight, that you will join in with us with your comments and your questions, amen, because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Deliverance also comes out of the words of our mouth. Amen. When we begin to hear the word of God and we begin to acknowledge that word in our situation. And we put it upon that situation or that circumstance in our lives. Put it up against that thing that's been tormenting us. Put it up against that thing that we don't understand. Amen. Amen. And we apply the word of God to that. Watch God begin to work. Watch God begin to change your circumstance. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're going to ask you, give you a first thought. What are your habits? Do you know the difference between your will when it's in operation versus the will of God in its operation? Do you know? What is a habit? A habit is a tendency or inclination toward an action or condition by which through repetitiously it has become easy, spontaneous, and even unconscious. In other words, we just do it because it is so natural to us. It has become so much of a part of us. Okay, well, let me give you an example people harassing me that say they love me people that that that, that are trying to tear me down way upon me people that, that 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 say I'm with you I I I I understand what you're going through but yet you're still trying to pull me down like a crab in a bucket unconsciously we allow people even in salvation when we cross over to this To the salvation, to a new partner to serve the Lord, we still have the tendency to bring in a lot of baggage with us. You remember the children of Israel, the children of Israel's journey. According to a lot of theologians, as they call themselves, it it was a a what—a seven-day journey. I've heard it say seven. I heard somebody say three. I heard somebody say fourteen. But anyway. Supposedly, and I haven't studied the history of that, and I probably will not be studying. It, I leave that to all the history buffs, the people that love to study history, and I wait on them to put it out there if the Lord permits me to hear it. But anyway, the children of Israel's journey, amen, was was a short journey when they when they were to journey to the Promised Land. They were on their they were on their way out of Egypt. Amen. But the thing is is that they left Egypt with a lot of baggage, and their baggage was unbelief and other ungodly practices that they had, and they brought with them to try and serve God with that in spirit and in truth. So the problem with the children of Israel then was that they had a problem And it was spiritual blindness and spiritual deafness. The same problem that the believers today are battling with in Christ Jesus. That same problem because we're trying to bring in all of this baggage. We want this person saved and we want my mama saved. We want my daddy saved. I want my husband saved. I want my wife saved. I want my children saved. Amen. And and all of that is expected, and all of that is such a beautiful gesture. But the thing is, you've got to get saved and delivered first. You Somebody has got to be able to break the mold and set an example in Christ Jesus for that family member, for that overall family, for that friend, amen, to be able to see a difference in you. Remember, we're talking about the devil only comes when you change partners and you are being delivered. You are being delivered first. A lot of us want to come into salvation, another type of baggage. A lot of us want to come into salvation and bring all our friends because we feel like this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. Well, that's the key word right there. It's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Because your friends may not be called by God. They may not be ready. They might have didn't hear the call like you heard the call. They might not be in a position to answer the call just yet. Or they may be just very well unwilling and don't want to, even if they did it, We got to make up our minds today. Tonight, we need to really check our salvation. Check the journey that you're on evaluate it, and see where you're going. If you're just not coming into this fold, this journey, this race, get the word of God. Get serious with God. Because, see, the children of Israel had to go around in that wilderness for 40, 40, I think it was 40 years, or was it 40 days? No, it was 40 years, I think. Amen. Anyway, they had to go around and round in that wilderness until all of that unbelief, all of those idols that they served in Egypt, all of those things that they tried to straddle the fence and do... Amen. All those things that they wanted to to do it, and they wanted to try and serve God and serve man, serve man at the same time. All those things that they wanted to try and do it, pretend that they loved God, and they were just speaking out of their mouths and not out of their heart, because what was coming out of their mouths was not in their heart. Bagged. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Was it forty years, Elder? Amen. It was forty years,
1: Pastor. Thank you. So the baggage that we that baggage that we bring over into salvation when we hear God calling us from within, drawing us into Him with His love and kindness. Amen. We need to drop the baggage. We need to check in all of our baggage on the altar, and give it to the Lord Jesus. Because, see, there's nothing we can do for people when we are going through a process in salvation to be saved, delivered, sanctified, deemed as being holy and righteous in the sight of God. Amen. Are there any questions so far? Any comments?
2: Amen, Pastor, amen. I like the part where you say we can't do anything for anybody else when we are being saved ourselves. And it's, it's until the process is taking place in us that we can, amen, help somebody else, amen. When the light is shining in us in a dark world, can we show that light? But we're out there trying to deliver other people when we haven't been delivered ourselves. That's true,
1: that's true. And we got all these hopes and desires and, and all of that That that. That's a common thing. That's a that's a natural thing to want. But the thing is, is that have you been delivered yet? We've got to get delivered before we can help somebody else. So we we say habits. We got these habits. The devil, listen at this now. The devil owns your flesh and its works. I know that may be a hard pill to swallow. But you new people, amen. You old people, whether you've come to the point of realizing it or not, but the devil owns the flesh. He owns the works of the flesh. But the only thing he's familiar with, though, is the habits of the flesh. He's not going to be reading your mind. He reads you based upon your habits, your comforts the things that you like doing the best in your flesh. The habits of the flesh are the hardest thing, the hardest part on this journey to lay down, to combat against, and to give up the habits of your flesh. And your flesh has a will, a will that will talk to you and tell you it don't take all of that. Mm. A will that will say to you, she don't know what she's talking about. Mm. A will that will say to you, well, I got a relationship with God too. God don't tell me all of that. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I'm trying to tell you your flesh has a will and it will talk to you. It Mm. will talk to you against the word of God. Mm. Because, see, it's an enemy to God and toward God. And is it also an enemy to another brother or sister or believer in Christ if you have not surrendered your will? We wonder why we're having so many problems in the house of prayer and how come everybody can discern everybody but the actual devil himself? Hmm. Because we got all this other stuff going on in our flesh. And we're trying to, through spiritual blindness, we're trying to see a spiritual God, a spiritual move of God, a spiritual way that God is responding to another in our flesh. And then when we can't understand it, what's the first thing we said? That ain't God. Uh uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. That ain't God. Mm. But the thing is, be mindful of what you call not being God, especially out of ignorance. So now the devil owns the flesh My flesh, your flesh Every one of us are born in sin and in, iniquity, and in iniquity The scripture says in Psalms That our mothers did conceive us So every one of us are born in the flesh And we are born into sin And we need to understand that None of us were born perfect But what we need to understand is that the habits of this flesh is what the devil is looking for. It's, what he, it's how he twists and turns, if you will. But the thing is, he don't have to do anything as long as you have not been delivered. Why mm-hmm. is that? Because your flesh belongs to him. So if your flesh belongs to him, why would he have to do anything when you're still acting out the will of your flesh? The devil goes to the house of prayer more than any of the believers do almost. Why is that? Because he wants to go and seek out the ones that are saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I surrender all to you. That one that's saying, well, I confess Jesus Christ, and I know that God raised him from the dead, and da-da-da-da, and I'm saved. Now, that one that did that and stayed home, and continued the practices and the habits of their will, he ain't looking at them. He ain't even concerned about them. Because they never surrendered anything. They never gave up their will. They never left that altar, anything on the altar. They brought everything back with them, just like the children of Israel. When God brings us out of our Egypt of sin, Do we bring all that baggage and check it in on the altar, or do we go to the altar and bring all the baggage back with us and try to carry it on this journey called salvation? What are you doing tonight, people? Where are you in salvation to the point that you're no longer struggling in your will? You're no longer struggling in your flesh. You're no longer struggling against somebody else when all actuality you really, you're really struggling against yourself. Because, see, what you think you see in somebody else, you really see it in you. God, I love you, Jesus. So Satan is the messenger and the buffeter of our flesh and its will. He gained that ownership now. He does have it because if you read, go into Genesis 3 and 9 through 24, you will see where the first lie was told. And that was the beginning of sin. When he deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden and tricked her, deceived her into eating the fruit from that tree of good and evil. Sin started in the garden. That's where it started. Your flesh has a will, and it is to
0: do the will of the devil, not the will of God. Check yourself, people. Only thing that will bring that flesh under subjection is faith,
1: obedience, willingness, fasting, praying, tests and trials, yes, and tribulation because they're designed to perfect you, not to kill you, but to perfect you. These are the processes along with the Word of God and studying, studying to show yourself approved, a workman that need not to be ashamed, but rightly, knowing how to rightly divide the Word of truth in spirit and in truth according to the will of God. Studying, studying is so important. Praying, relationship, intimacy with the Lord, building relationship and fellowship with Him. This all, all this, and it's a process, but all these things put your flesh under subjection to the will of God. That flesh won't stand a chance when you begin to apply these things in a habitual manner on a daily basis, 24-7. Same way we do our own little sin. Same way we have our own little habits of, well, this is just my way of doing things. That's just the way I am. Well, we need to be able to get in a course of action with the word of God and say the same thing. Well, I'm getting ready to go pray. I'm getting ready to go talk to the Lord. I'm getting ready to just go and see if the Lord wants something of me right now. That should be a habit also. Ah, Yes, sir, God. Yes, sir. That should become a habit to our will because, see, we've taken our will and surrendered our will to God for his will, not our will. I know you often pray when you pray, you say, not my will, Lord, but thy will will be done. Do you really know what that means? Do you really understand it? Ah, glory to God, that means I'm going to lay down this flesh of mine along with the devil in it and its will, and all my habits, all of my comfort zone,
0: all of my little favorite things that I love, all my little fetishes, Amen. You still there, Pastor? Amen. Is there anybody still on the line? Excuse me.
2: Amen. What did you say? I was just seeing if you're still on the line, Pastor.
1: I'm talk. Can you hear
2: me? Okay, I just hear you again. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Are there any questions or any comments? Come on now, because I want y'all to talk to me tonight. I want a dialogue tonight, because, see, I want you to be set free. I want you to set me free with your testimony, set me free with your deliverance, as well as I set you free with mine. Because, see, that's called fellowship, and that will tear the devil's kingdom down. Uh That would tear up the devil's will. My pussy's
0: so hard, man. That'll,
1: That'll take that devil and shut his mouth. That will cause the will of your flesh to know that it don't have a word in where God is concerned. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because, see, we've got to get past ourselves. That's why the enemy, the devil in our flesh, that's why our flesh has so much activity, because we can't get past ourselves. And if we can't get past ourselves, how are we going to ever make it to the point of doing the will of the Father? How are we going to ever make it to the point of even knowing what his will implies for us to do? If I can't help myself, if I can't get rid of myself to help somebody else, then what What good am I? What am I
2: going to do? Amen.
1: We got, do we keep going through the same old processes, just like the children of Israel going through the wilderness? He hurt my feelings. She said this to me, and they just don't understand me. I don't know why people always treat me this way. Come on, somebody. It's time to grow up. Like I said, this word may seem elementary, but it's a word to grow you up in spirit and in truth. It's a word to cause you to begin to think in your heart and in your mind and go to God and say, Lord, help me. Because I was found there in that position. I was found there in that spot. Because I'm always whining to you about what somebody done to me, but yet I won't give up that part of me to you. So you can perfect me there. God, I love you, Jesus. Because, see, when we're going through, and I say going through, because, see, if you stumble in your tests and your trials, you're going to have to go through them again. Maybe a different venue, a different person, but the the same process has to take place. Who wants to keep being tested? Galatians 5 and chapter 5 and 16 through 21 teaches us about this journey and how we must mortify our flesh and be led by the Spirit of the Lord. Verses 19 through 21 tells you exactly what's in your flesh. You should take those words, study those words. Let that become a part the beginning part of your study. If you want a place to start, start there. Look up those words. See what part of that word applies to you right now where you are in your will.
0: That's a beginning place to start in prayer, saying, Lord, I surrender all. Galatians 5 and 19 through 21, these are works of evil.
1: They are the fruit of sin. (laughs) And believe it or not, we're just like the trees in in the Garden of Eden. We
0: carry the tree of good, the knowledge of good and evil. We walk around here with that. Our flesh will deceive us. It's deceptive.
1: But like I said, the devil is not going to bother that person that's straddling the fence. The devil ain't going to bother that person that's still going through talking about, oh, woe is me. Because you have not surrendered all to the Lord. Because you have not surrendered in that area that you're murmuring and complaining in. You're not surrendered in that area that you've allowed your countenance to drop and fall because of something somebody did to you. Or somebody you felt like you had to come out of your character
0: and straighten them out. (laughs) The devil is the father of lies. That's who he
1: is. He was alive from the beginning, and he's the father of lies.
0: St. John 8 and 44 tells us that. And the lust of, of his father he
1: will do. So the lust of, of the devil in our flesh will our flesh do. You'd be surprised. you you walking around thinking that your flesh is for you. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, your flesh is against you. You are against your own self. That's why I say it. it's not nobody else doing nothing to you. It's you
0: because you need to be delivered. Are there any questions, any comments? And see, that silence, let me tell you what that silence means.
1: That silence means I don't appreciate what you're saying, but I'm going to listen. That silence means you don't know my story. That silence means, well, I don't want everybody to hear this and that about me. That silence means if I'm being delivered, through the word of God, and I'm permitting God to have his way with me, that means I'm ashamed of what I've gone through. Though I know God is delivering me, I don't want nobody else to know. Well, how do you expect somebody else to get delivered? Mm -hmm. If you don't tell your deliverance, the testimony of your deliverance, how do you expect somebody else to get delivered? How do you expect somebody else to have hope? In this gospel if you don't tell of your downfalls if you don't tell of your downfalls with deliverance so don't nobody want to hear about them if they you ain't been delivered Mm. but if you're in the process of being delivered and you know without a shadow of a doubt you've given this thing to God you need to tell it hallelujah God I hear you Jesus you need to allow somebody to hear what's going on with you. Because, see, the world is looking for a difference. That's why the world says, oh, I'll never be saved because you don't look like you You having a good time over there. You look like that's a hard
0: old way. If your God doing all of that, I'm going to stay out here and serve my God. I'm telling you, the people of God, they try to make
1: it look like God's word is not effective. They try to make God's word look like it ain't doing what it's supposed to do. When we know that God is a man, that he cannot lie. And he said, Before his word fail, one job or tither, if his word fail, he said, Heaven and earth will pass away. Whatever word of God God has spoken to you, he done already promised you, you alone that if his word pertaining to you fails, heaven and earth will pass away. What's the problem? Why can't we show the world what God is doing? Why can't we tell somebody else what God is doing? No, we want to run to people that ain't studying God, that ain't interested in God, and that don't want nothing from God. We'd rather run to them than to be led by the Spirit of God, in order, to who, in order to know who to tell or who to share with about God. We want to do it on our own, and we want, we want people that we want. See, we don't have a choice as to who come into salvation. Let me be the first one to tell you that. Amen. We don't have a choice. That's God's choice. We can want everybody that's related to us to come into the knowledge of this truth, but if God don't draw them, if the word of God, the loving kindness of God, through his son Jesus, don't draw them,
0: guess what? We as believers tend to try and hear the words and perceive the words in our hearts by filtering
1: it through our flesh and our a carnal mind, both which are enemies to the Lord. See, we, try to, we got this thing so backwards. We think that the word of God is supposed to come through our will so we can make the decision as to what we want, what part of this we don't want, what part of this we believe, what part of this we don't believe, and then the part that we do accept, okay, that's the part I put in my heart. You better think again. Amen. Open up your ears, people. Open up your eyes. Because, see, in order to deal with a spiritual God, you need to get into his presence. In order to understand the spiritual God, you've got to get into his word in spirit and in truth and ask him to show you, guide you, instruct you in his word. Romans 8 and 5 through 8 teaches us about the carnal mind versus the spiritual mind. And the mind of our heart is carnal and is enemy to God if we don't have the word of God in our hearts. Oh, and oh yeah, I can hear now, but I love God. Do you really love God? Because, see, you can't love God. We can't love God with a natural love. Again, we're dealing with a spiritual God here. Just to be able to have your lips saying, oh, but I do love the Lord. Do you really? Because, see, Jesus said, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments." Well, what is the commandment? The commandment is the word of God.
0: Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Are there any questions, any comments? Amen, Pastor. You're teaching good tonight. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. You
0: say that, that
2: that we need to be able to tell our testimony. Amen. Because someone may need to know how the Lord brought us out. Amen. And my testimony is always I found myself with a form of godliness. Amen. Amen. We walk around with religion and tradition like you say, trying to filter the word through our flesh, amen, when we're dealing with a spiritual God. And when that happens, amen, when the tests and the trials come up, amen, we don't have what we need to, amen, to be able to resist that devil, amen, mm-hmm. because we were filtering that word through the flesh, amen, to just try okay. to decide if I'm going to accept this, if I'm going to throw this away, amen, if this, if this pleases me first. Amen. Then I'll accept it. Amen. But when I found myself with that form of godliness, when the tests and the trials came, amen, I was being cut off at the knee every single time. I was falling every single time. Amen. When the word of God came to tell me, I'll never leave, nor will I forsake you. Amen. I began to question God. I began to tell God, God, you can't be with me if all of this is happening to me like this. When, like you say, amen, before one jot or tither of that word fell, all heaven and earth are pass away. Amen. Each day I saw this thing before me and still began to doubt God, began to question God, whether he was performing his word. Amen. And and years later, the Lord had to come and tell me it, it was because you doubted what I said. Amen. Mm-hmm. You did not allow this word to work for you. Amen, and and I just want to let those that are listening know, amen, like you say, in order to serve a spiritual God, amen, we must serve him in spirit and in truth. We must believe what the Lord has said to us through his word, amen, or oh, it will not work, amen, for years I struggled with that word because I had a form of godliness, amen, 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 amen,
1: I believe the people need to understand and know. And because people have been taught, I believe that people are being taught because they want numbers in the house of prayer. They're being taught a deceptive way. They're being taught that God knows your heart. God understands. Well, it's obvious God knows your heart because the scripture says so. He said that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. That's what God says about the heart. And he says, who should know it? He said he's the one that tried the reins of the heart. So, you know, but but we're only getting like bits and pieces of this word because, see, people want to be pacified, and then the leaders are pacifying people for numbers and dollars. So, therefore, we need to understand that the word of God does not cater and work in the ways of our will. It does, not, it does not work toward our current situation and circumstance to make us feel good and make us think that we're, we're on the right path. The word of God does not cater to sin. The word of God comes in to destroy sin and its penalties. God, God. I love Jesus. It comes in to destroy the will of man and replace it with the will of God. And the Word of God.
2: Mm. Glory. God, I
1: love you, Jesus. The yes, Word of God will take you in your habits and comfort zone and say to you, it's not going to say to you, I understand. It will say, I understand if I'm correcting you, if you're permitting me to correct you. If you're permitting me to give it to you my way, it'll say to you, I understand. But it ain't going to say to you in sin, oh, I understand. I know you just human. Mm-mm. No. The word of God comes to crucify our flesh. My
2: God. My God. The same
1: way Jesus Christ hung on that, fle- on that cross, he hung, bled, and died. The word of God comes to crucify our flesh. Yes. It comes to mortify this flesh and cause it to do one or two things. You're going to either come in subjection to the will of God, or you're going to leave God alone. Only. Yes, sir. Yes, hey. God knows what he's doing. And then what the word of God comes, it'll come and resurrect your soul in Christ mm. Jesus. Hey, hey,
0: hey. As
1: your spirit line up with the will of God. See, we got to understand what God is doing in us and why he's doing what he's doing. Because, see, if you don't know, you need to go to the Father and say, Lord, send me to the place where I'm going to get the understanding that I need for my soul and my spirit, that I will be able to please you according to your will. Because, see, it's time out, people of God, from going to places because you like the music. It's Sheikorobasa. It's time out from going to places because this is where my family goes, and this generation, I'm the third and fourth generation, and we've been here for such and such a time. We all come through this way and die this way and go, go home and be with the Lord. Come on, somebody. It's time to rise up, be resurrected. Let Christ Jesus be resurrected in you so the devil can stop
0: doing what he wills in your will, in the will of your flesh. And as you permit the devil to stop in your flesh, Perfection
1: begins in you because, see, the word of God has to take a stand in you to come in and begin to clean you up the way God desires, not clean you up according to what you want to give up. Uh. Because people got this thing so so backwards, so twisted. Because, so see, they think that they can operate in the will of God on their time, on their hour. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't think so. Matter of fact, I know not. You're going to do this thing the way God is calling
0: it in you, or you don't do it at all. It's going to be God's way or no way. the word of god time passes
1: people ignore their deeds trying to forget them trying to for, trying to get past and get away into this journey and this salvation without repenting without being delivered i don't know how you're going to make it cuz you're not going to make it there is no way to make it under those circumstances The Word of God must be active in your life to use the name of Jesus. The Word of God, in other words, when we call on the name of Jesus, there has to be something in you according to the Word of God to activate that name, to call that name to stand up in you, to call that name to take a defense for you, to call that name to answer that need that you have. My God. God, I hear you, Jesus, because, see, we got this thing twisted. We think that we can live a life of doing whatever we want to in our flesh, and God's going to come to our rescue. Well, let me be the first bearer of bad news tonight to say he will not. You're not going to straddle the fence and do what you want to do and think you saved right now and then tomorrow you cussing and arguing and fighting or tomorrow you doubting and you fearing and ain't got no faith.
0: Uh-uh. My God. Your flesh belongs to the devil, as I said from the beginning. But the thing is about that that
1: flesh our flesh. See, the devil can't try you until you are delivered in an area, whatever area he's known is known of him in you, in your flesh. In other words, if you're a smoker, if you're a cusser, if you're a drinker, okay, if you're a some people that love to party, if you're just a sold out hell raiser, <laughs> Just want to raise hell. The devil knows that about you, and he knows that from the habits of your flesh. The habits of the flesh and its will. But when the word of God comes, and God begins to perfect you in those areas, because you've applied the word to that area, because, see, that area is like a weakness to you. And you begin to apply the word to it. You begin to pray to the Father against it. Hallelujah. You're beginning to fast and pray. And when you become a strong person in that area, or you begin to gain strength in that area, that you'll have confidence in it. See, then the devil will go to God and say, Okay, God, they they think that they got this thing now. Can I try them? Because, see, the devil can't touch you. Without God's permission. So that's why we're blaming a lot on the devil that the devil ain't doing. When in all actuality, that's that stubborn will of yours that you have not surrendered. All this time you've been talking about the devil. This ain't nothing but the devil. How can you see the devil when you can't get past that beam that's in your eye? And that beam is your will. That beam is your habit. That beam is your comfort zone. So how can you see what the devil is doing? Never alone. How can you see even what is of not God, what is not of God is somebody else? People, we got to get this thing right. Cause see, the times are getting ready to change. They're getting ready to shift on this earth. And we better know God, and we better know the Word of God, and we need to know the way of God. Mm. Because, see, the things that are getting ready to come and hit this earth, it's going to be like chaotic. People are going to be scrambling. People are going to be robbing, killing, and stealing. People are going to, they're, they're lawless. Are gonna become without law. Everybody's gonna be doing what they want to do.
0: But the people
1: of God need to know their God. Yes, God. Mm. Say quarter cool yes. by Yeah, your kid Santa. The people yes, of glory. God need to know their God. Glory. Yes, sir. You need to know that your Redeemer lives, and He yes, lives yes. within you. Glory. You need to know that when you call on the name of Jesus, because see, you've sacrificed your life, you've given up your will, hallelujah, and you need to know that when hell hits this earth, because God is going to permit it, hear me tonight, God is going to permit chaos to hit this earth. He's gonna permit things to be come into play that you're gonna be standing around telling, Oh, that ain't right. I don't know why they do that. That 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 should not all be. And then you're gonna be just like a lot of them standing on the side and wonder why God letting this happen. You better know the way of God. You better know the word of God. You better know your God. You better know your place in your God. Thank you, Lord. Know where you are in him. Are you going to be in a zone of safety? Are you going to be caught off out there without a guard? Not God without a guard, G-U-A-R-D, because your guard, G-U-A-R-D, is God, G-O-D. What are you going to do, people? That's why I keep, That's why this word of God keeps coming like it's coming. It's trying to get you into another area, another level of faith in God, another dimension where you can see God and not the circumstances.
2: Mm. Amen.
1: Jesus, Amen. Jesus, see because when we begin to look at the circumstances, we fear. Yes. hmm We fear because see then and then faith can't help you because you've become you've gotten yourself lord in where you should be in
0: believing
2: amen amen
0: hear me tonight people the devil
1: can't do nothing to you until god has your will So you have surrendered your will to god and you've allowed the delivering process to take place in you. And once you perfect it, it's just like going to the natural school, just like being tested. They don't give you tests in these schools unless they give you some kind of lecture or some kind of moment or time to study. Am I right about that? You don't just get even a pop quiz even a pop quiz that you're given, you're given a lecture before that quiz. Amen. Before a test, you're given a a, a range and a, and a time to study before a test. My Lord. Well, that's the same way it is with the word of God. God is not going to allow the devil to do anything to you. Because, see, when you came into salvation and you confessed Christ Jesus as being the son of God and that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you are saved. The scripture also says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. For old things have passed away. Well, the old things is that old man with his habits. That's the old you. And it says, behold, all things have become new. God is obligated. He has to protect you. But if you choose to live consistently in that same old manner of the old man, how do you expect God to help you? How do you expect God to come to your rescue except you be repenting and coming out of where you are?
0: Mm. Jesus, I love you.
1: How long are we going to travel in the wilderness going around in a circle, carrying all that unnecessary baggage that we brought up out of our old man's old will, trying to bring it into salvation because that was something that we wanted to remember the old man by. We wanted to have a memento, memento, a momentum, whatever that word is, Of the old man. So that's why we bringing it over into the new. Or trying to bring it over into the new. And the devil likes that. Because see the devil can say to God. Okay God I told you they wasn't going to make it. I told you they wasn't saved. I told you they didn't hear your word. They only confessed you because they was in trouble. Now that that trouble done gone, and now that you done helped them out there, they're still the same way, operating in the same mannerism. How many of you do that? When God lifts that heavy weight or that heavy burden up off of you, you feel good about yourself. But the thing is, you go to walk in the wrong way. you go to walking in the ways of the old and not in the way of the new. Amen. And we need to understand tonight, the scripture says, the Bible says that he who puts his hand to the plow, that's P-L-O-W, and look back, is not fit for the kingdom. Are we fit for the kingdom tonight? Are we in a place where we're ready for God to release whatever he wants to release on this earth? Are we in a position in him? Do we have our seatbelts on in God?
2: Amen.
1: The Word of God is your seatbelt. Are you strapped in for the tragedy, for the chaos, for the hell, for all the things that are getting ready to hit this earth?
0: Are you ready?
1: While everybody's sitting around waiting on the rapture and for time to be declared no more, you need to be praying that people hear the word of God. And I'm saying hearing, because just because you've got two ears don't mean you hear the word of God. As I shared with a co-worker the other day, when you hear the word, the word begins to transform you upon hearing. Amen. The Word of God don't wait till you get home or wait till you get in your car or wait till they benedict the service and start working. When you hear that word, the minute you hear the word, transformation takes place as you're hearing it. It don't get in your pocket. It don't get in your pocket and go with you. And then when you decide to put your Bible down or pick it back up and say, oh, yeah, I did hear the word, and the word said, "Uh uh-uh. That's not the word of God. That was something else you must have heard, and you put it in 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 a bag or a suitcase. The word of God is a transforming word. It has the power of God from God to transform you, mind, spirit, soul, and cause that body to be subjected to the three with the word of God. So I say to you tonight, people, get delivered. Give up all your little fetishes, all of them. Don't hold not one back. If you know that lust is controlling you, because that's that's what a lot of it is with a lot of us is lust. And you're calling it love. That ain't love, that's love.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. See what's really holding you. Find yourself in the scripture and see what's really holding you back from being released totally in the liberty of Christ Jesus. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to see it's not the devil. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to know it's not the devil. Because the devil can't do nothing with you as long as he got you. He already got you. Until you totally surrender to the Lord, the devil still has you. Isn't that something?
2: Amen.
0: Are there any questions, any comments? Amen. Amen. We thank praise and praise God for the word of God. Amen. Amen.
2: Hello?
1: Amen. Hello? Hello? Yes, I do have a comment, uh, Pastor. I thank you for everything that you said tonight. It was hitting right on time, what the Lord has been dealing with me on. Even with the scripture, putting your hand to the plow. I kid you not, the Lord gave me that on four twenty-seven because when the Lord gives me stuff, I like to go tell people this and tell people that for they can know
2: oh, when the Lord talking to me, he gives me that. And he gave me that scripture I'm put my hand on the plow and looking back. And he told me, he said, it's time to stop pushing. And I said, oh, my goodness, because I, did, I realized what I was doing, but I did not realize what I was doing. And you came right
1: back tonight and said this scripture. I tell you, everything, all of this was just for me. And they paid part the party,
2: don't want people mad at me. And like, it's time for me to stop this foolishness and go up. It is time for me to stop. Oh, my goodness. I mean, everything was just hitting on me tonight. Thank you for the word.
1: Amen. Thank God for you, sis. Amen. Thank God for that confirmation of the word of God. Because one thing about it, the word of God will bring us out. And it brings us out even more when we confess the righteousness of that word against our will. Yes. Amen. Amen. Are there any more comments? Any questions?
2: Good word, Pastor. Good word, I need yeah. that for my soul. I need that for my soul, for my soulish man to Because my spirit already knows, but my soulish man need to line up So, Lord, I just want to say thank you, amen for using this vessel tonight amen well, we pray
1: we pray that the lord the Lord did say something in man that will help in every situation because. You know, we we you know we, we take these studies very seriously, and we do believe that God releases his heart to us. And when God takes the time to release his heart to us, you know, it, it's a good thing when we can take heed to it and apply what we've heard to our situation instead of just saying, well, I'm going to put this on the shelf because this wasn't for me. And even if it wasn't for you, give it to somebody else because God will bring it up Again, he'll bring it back to your remembrance again when you are talking to somebody else that may not be where you are. It may not be in a deliverance. Amen. And that word may be needed for somebody else. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord, I tell you, because God is good. And like I said from the beginning, it may seem elementary to some, but the thing is, if you're still struggling in your will against anything, I mean the minor, the, 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 the menu, the the things that you think don't mean nothing, even those things that you won't even confess, not you per se, ma'am, but the thing is I'm just talking in general to everybody, but if we think that, that whatever we're hiding, whatever we got in our comfort zone, that we feel like in time we'll let this go, then I tell you, you, you you're not delivered in that area. There's no freedom there. And when there's no freedom there and there's no deliverance there, there's no devil there either. Because the devil only comes to test and to try the word of God that's been perfected in you.
2: Amen.
1: He comes to test and to try the word of God that has been perfected in you, in all of us. That's what he comes for. That's when he comes, and he comes with permission from God. Please note that. Oh, so God is not just all that love that we think he is. He's still love because even in in his permission to the devil, there's still his love in it. Because one thing about God I love so much about him, just one thing, when he permits the devil to try you, he knows without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to pass that test. He Amen. already knows you're going to pass because he knows that the word of God will not fail. Glory. So if- If you're failing, you should know that the word of God is not grounded and rooted in you in that area. You should know that you need to go back and apply the word of God or apply what God told you, or you need to study, seek the Lord and say, okay, Father, what word is it do I need for this situation, this circumstance that I'm going through? Whether it be debt, whether it be marriage, whether it be old flames, whether it be children, no matter what, on the job, whatever the case may be, you find yourself weak in those areas, pray to the Father. Amen. We love you all, and we thank God for your hearing tonight. We thank God, and we pray that the Word of God will continue to minister to you. Amen. And one thing we would like to ask, is there anyone on the line that that, that is in need of Christ Jesus that, that would like to accept Christ Jesus as being their Lord and Savior? Is there anyone that's in a backslidden state and they want to renew their vow with the Lord? Amen. So we believe then that everybody on the line is saved and have accepted Jesus Christ as being Lord and Savior. And if you're going through that, you're going to take the Word of God and apply the Word. Let the Word do it. Because, see, we can't do it. Once we be, turn ourselves over to God through salvation, we've given Him all rights to be our God. We've given him all rights to perfect us. We've given him all rights to make us into that new creature that we have agreed and vowed in our hearts to be. Amen. So ain't no need of fighting. Give up. Surrender all to the will of God.
0: I love you all, and good night. Amen. Good night, Pastor.